Son of a barn. All right, let's get going. I, I got a class at 10 that I need to like be there for, present for. I never know how to start this. Hello. Welcome to Coffee with the Counselors. <laughs> this is a Delilah Warm. <laughs> Delilah. He started with rolling. <laughs> you see me rolling. Hayden. Welcome back to Coffee with the Counselors. I'm Tanya Barber, school counselor at Star Elementary. And I'm Robin Richardson, school counselor at Ava Elementary. And I'm Andrea Lawless, the school counselor at Flat Rock Elementary. We're counselors here in Anderson School District 3 at elementary schools. And we do a podcast um, to enlighten our parents with different topics that might become an issue throughout the school year. Today we are going to talk about homework tips because... I think that can be a little bit of an issue for some parents. But before we start, we always talk about our coffee cups. So, Robin. So, today, my coffee cup is being brought to you by Miss Emily Wilson, the assistant principal at Strava Middle School. But um, she gave this to me as a little Cersei. So, thank you, Emily. Um, today, I have a coffee cup provided by Andrea Lawless because <laughs> I totally forgot mine and it is beautiful it says go get them tiger and I feel like I need that this week mm-hmm. I need a little go get them pep talk make it through to to make it Thanks. through we're getting close yes well I have a coffee cup that was actually given to me for Christmas a few years ago by my principal Miss Dodd and pretty. I just love it it's the perfect size mm-hmm. and it has my favorite colors in it very pretty. I love that. I love that too. All right, so homework. Oh, yes. A dreaded topic, right. Homework tips. So I feel like y'all probably still have more involvement with this because you still have children um, in elementary age. Um, but this can also even benefit those who have middle school students or high school students. But right. we are going to talk about homework tips today and some of the obstacles you might experience and just give you some tips on some things that might benefit you if homework is an ordeal. And I know that I have parents tell me frequently that, oh, when my kid gets home, homework is terrible. And it takes, sometimes mm-hmm. I have parents tell me that it takes three and four hours. Oh and that that typically on an elementary level shouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about some things um, to give you some tips. And the first thing is called setting the stage. And I think a lot of that is just prep work. Yes. So um, we'll turn it over to Robin. Okay, I'll do the beginning. So I have never thought about thinking about getting ready to do your homework before doing your homework. But when we were doing our research for today's Mm -hmm. podcast, um, I thought it was interesting, like, because I think sometimes we feel chaotic or, like, rushed or just anxious about homework. But maybe if you do set that stage and you do have that prep work beforehand, that maybe it won't be quite as chaotic. But um, the two main things that I saw were – creating a designated space Mm -hmm. and a designated time. I know for me and my family, it just always worked better if we were in the kitchen, at the kitchen bar, the little, you know, in the kitchen, whatever, and then we did it right when we got home. I know that might not be the thing for everybody, but definitely picking a time and a space. And when you're picking that space, you want a space that's devoid of, or void of, um, like TV or any other types of distractions. Um, I'm guilty sometimes of why my son is working on his homework. Then I'll start like um, cooking supper or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's probably not me too. Not um, 
the, the best thing to do. Maybe I should put him somewhere else. But I do think eyes on, you know, being able to see him, make sure he's doing what he's supposed to be doing and not getting frustrated or he doesn't need my help, and then picking that time. But I will say that right when you get off the bus or right when you get home might not work for your child. So kind of play with what time what time works. You know, I was talking to my girls this morning because we've, we've tried both. We've tried doing it right when we get home. We've tried taking a break first and playing. But I found that while they love to take that break first, they um, then they don't want to stop with the break. And so 15 minutes turns into 25 minutes or then it turns into, oh, mom, I don't want to stop playing. You know, and there's the that whining piece. So... Um, you know, that's tough, but I do think when we give our kids an opportunity to to share what they think is best or at least to have a little input, even when I don't agree with them or maybe the final decision is not what they would choose, at least they had some buy-in and they had an opportunity to share. Yeah. Another thing, too, was um, to just kind of know the teacher's expectation as far as homework is concerned. So my son is in fourth grade and his homework is optional. So there's no consequences teacher-wise if you don't do the homework. It's just for math. But there are there are rewards if you do the homework. Okay. But, um, you know, I'm a kind of you're going to do it kind of parent. So, and I, what was it, last week or week before last, just life got in the way. He got sick. We weren't able to do the homework as frequently. You know, it's like a couple of. Like, on Monday, you do this row. Right. Tuesday, you do this row. Right. Thir- you know, that kind of thing. And I noticed when he had um, a graded assignment come home that week where we didn't do it every single night, that he didn't perform as well. And so I'm like, well, it does it does help. But knowing the teacher's expectation as far as, is it okay for me to help them with their homework? Um, how much help are you? I know no teacher wants you to do it for them. <laughs> right. But if they're getting frustrated and they need your help, how much help do you want to give? And then I know we all get the, well, that's not how my teacher, that's not how Ms. Hayes does it. or that's oh, not Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's forget that we've all been educators for umpteen years, but we don't know how to do it like their teacher does. So no. that's, that's a nice little. Oh, yeah. I, I know one thing that I noticed and that I, as I think back to when my kids were younger, if my kids were doing homework, and I needed to do some schoolwork at home, if I sat with them and did my work too, um, it made it go by a little bit smoother because they thought, oh, well, she's got stuff she's got to get done too. So it's kind of like we did our things together. Um, And so if you've got, you know, if you're taking work home or maybe you're somebody that is is able to work from home now because that's very popular right now just because of the way things have been. So if you are somebody that has work to do at home, maybe save a little bit for homework time and as much independence as they can have you can get some things done too and then assist as you need to so I thought that was a good little point from this as well so I think setting the stage is basically making sure that your kid has a place that they're comfortable to work in that's free of distractions Um, and then like you said knowing the expectations of the teacher and then and, you know, if I could just expound on that about talking with the teacher, I know a lot of our teachers use the um, dojo program to keep track of behavior, but uh, my daughter's teacher also sends study guides and things through dojo. So even though your child may have some notes and things in their Google Classroom or on paper, 
teachers generally have copies of study guides in dojo and if they send that to you and you can pull it up that's helpful too mm-hmm. when setting the stage mm-hmm. to make sure that they have everything they need because my kid forgets sometimes yeah. or, or she gets behind it, yeah. and she doesn't exactly have the right answers you know things like that and then the last thing for setting the stage was just being prepared with materials. So maybe like have a little caddy or a basket or some type of little organizational thing where you have pencils and pens and maybe some markers and create, you know, just have mm-hmm. everything at the ready so you don't have to keep starting and stopping and starting right. and stopping. But those were the, the key takeaways for, for getting prepared. prepared. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about during homework time. Because this is typically when some of those frustrations arise. Um, I think the biggest point here, and I think this is just in general. <laughs> with anything. With life. anything in yeah. life. And and we we try to, to keep it that way. But sometimes we even need to think about this too. But having a positive attitude. I don't know how many times I have looked back on things that I have done and or said during a homework experience or even a sporting event experience and thought, mm, I should have had a better attitude because I saw some of that negative attitude or poor ad- attitude through my children. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, they may have learned that from me. <laughs> and so keeping a positive attitude that this is going to benefit you, let's try to work on it together. I think that's really important during homework. And yes, as teachers, we know that, that you have things to do once you get home, and many of you have multiple children, and they're involved in lots of extracurricular activities. Um, and then you have to fight with the fact that you have video games to compete with and things like that. So mm-hmm. trying to make this a positive experience for each child is, I think, very important. I agree. I agree with that, too. I know that we've had days where there were lots of things going on, and sometimes you have to be really creative in finding that time to designate towards homework. And And it is hard to be positive because, you know, you're going down the road trying to look at a study guide or something right. like that. But I think as long as we show our, our kiddos that we're trying, mm-hmm. you know, that that will rub off on them as well. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> And you, but you know what? It's it's normal to get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I can go from zero to sixty real fast, and and that's okay too. Because even if we do get frustrated or we fail in having a positive attitude, the way that we recover from mm-hmm. that that's a teaching moment for our kids too. And you I mean we can use strategies during that time to to calm ourselves down or to talk through it, and um, that's a good lesson for our kids because that's real life. Yeah, yeah, true. And and one of the things during homework is kind of watching and, and looking for those signs of frustration in your children, too. Mm-hmm. Because it may be as simple as, hey, we need to take a little break. Like, let's mm-hmm. get up and stretch our legs or let's do some breathing exercises mm-hmm. to kind of get this. Down. Or if you're just coming an- becoming anxious or overwhelmed or whatever, let's have a snack or, you know, I'm guilty with let's sit down, let's get it done, let's put it up, and let's, you know, go on, on to the next thing because it's easier for me as a right. mom to do it that way. But that might not be what, what my child needs at the time. So just paying attention to those cues, too, when they're getting overwhelmed or um, overstimulated during homework, just like working in those breaks. And that's a good teaching moment, too, is saying, okay, you know what, 
I know that you've been taught probably some deep breathing exercises or ways to stay calm when you're frustrated. And I can see that you're doing that. So maybe math is something that frustrates you. So let's practice a way to kind of work through that moment. And so that's good, too, to incorporate, like you said, a deep breathing technique or some type of coping strategy. Um, But I think it's important with the positive attitude and noting some of those frustrations and taking that break, maybe even setting a timer during that break Mm -hmm. so that the kid knows, okay, when the timer goes off, we're going to get right back to it. Um, So I do think those are some important things that will help during homework time. And when they do need that break or ask for that break or you want to give them that break, already have expectations set beforehand of what a break looks like, Mm -hmm. you know, because you were saying before that, you know, that five minute of playtime or 10 minute of playtime turns into 25 minutes and then it becomes an argument of you got to come back. So it's probably not a good time to take a break as far as like go do a whole nother something else, but a good time to take a break of like, I'm going to set a timer. Like you said, here's, we got five minutes, Mm -hmm. go get you a snack, something to drink, or here's five minutes, go outside and run around the house three times and come back in Mm -hmm. or, you know, something to that effect, but set realistic boundaries to what that break looks like. Otherwise you are going to be doing homework all day, you know, all night long. I try to give my children a task that has the beginning and the end. Like, go check the mail and bring it back to me. Because that way, you take a walk, you're outside, you get that fresh air, you're helping. And then when you get back, okay, it's over. And um, Or I like to run around three times or go jump on the trampoline ten times or something like that. Because once you complete that task, breaks over and you get back to it. Yeah. All right, so what do you do when your child has completed their homework? (laughs) Pray that it goes in the folder. (laughs) Pray they turn it in. (laughs) Yeah. So a great motivationer of motivator, of course, when finishing is to allow them to do an activity that they enjoy after they're done Um, with video games. You know, I know that's probably what a lot of kids jump Mm -hmm. finish homework and jump on to, um, or, you know, watching their favorite cartoon, if they even watch those anymore, mm-hmm. um, TV, that kind of thing, or going outside and playing. Um, so making sure they have some rewarding time after they finish homework, especially if you're one of those that you do get that, let's get it done, and then you have the rest of the evening to enjoy. So, um, And this is also a really good time to talk to your kid about how their day went. And I I know that a lot of times we'll say, okay, how was your day? And they say it was good. (laughs) And then that's all you get. Mm -hmm. And I really wish I would have done something different with my kids instead of just saying, how was your day? I really wish I would have thought and said, tell me one positive thing that happened today and even one negative thing that happened today because then they at least have to answer with something other than, it's fine. We'll say, right. what was the best part of your day? Or what was the favorite thing that happened today? And Holden's is always lunch. Like that. <laughs> and he doesn't just say lunch, though. Like, he's very specific. Like, we had chicken, like, we had chicken quesadillas, and those quesadillas <laughs> were on top. I mean, like, he's very graphic about he loves I'm going to tell you, yes, those ladies' breakfast and lunch are his two favorite things. When we go out of town and we'll say, we'll see if the neighbor can take you. And he's like, no, Mom, because they don't get there for breakfast time. (laughs) (laughs) 
He does. He does. You know, talking to your kids and getting them to elaborate on their day. We had these napkins for a while at the house that we would use at dinner time or snack time or whatever. And they were conversation napkins. So there were four or five different designs, but each napkin had a talking point and a little cartoon drawing on it. So it would say... What was your um, what was your wave and what was your wipeout? Which would be the best and the worst? Or if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Just all these random questions, and we had the best time with those napkins, and it it brought up really good talking points with my daughters and and with me too and my husband. And unfortunately, I cannot find the napkins anywhere. So if anybody sees conversation napkins, Amazon that one, yeah, get them because they're hilarious and they're lots of fun. But it, but it's a great way to talk to your kids about their day and um, help them to process anything good that happened, but also anything not good that happened. So. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so another thing I did want to talk about too was. You were talking at the beginning about some people are saying they're having three and four hours of homework and yada, yada, yada. And realistically speaking, most teachers, especially at our schools, I mean, we we know generally the type of homework that they're assigning, whether it be just because we're in and out of the classrooms or our own personal children have been taught by them, you know, that kind of thing. And so we know that typically – Nobody is getting assigned three and four hours of homework. But one one little piece of advice that I would suggest is that if you do see your child becoming, like, overly frustrated or you are seeing that it has taken, like, an insane amount of time of to do this homework, instead of being, like, when your child is like, oh, my gosh, how much homework, or, you know, yada, 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 instead of agreeing with them or not that you're bashing the teacher or bad-mouthing the teacher, but you're you're bashing the situation, but kids don't recognize that difference right. at that age. And so to them, it's like you're giving them that negative connotation with with homework. But instead of going along with that negative self-talk or whatever, have a conversation with the teacher privately. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it could be something underlying, you know, like she could have a tip or a trick or it could be maybe your child maybe not didn't understand the homework assignment as far sure. as like you don't have to do the whole page. You just right. need to do part A or mm-hmm. you just have to do the even ones or you just have right. to do the odd. Mm-hmm. And even if it is like a whole sheet, I know I've sat in with parent conferences multiple times with teachers and the teachers are like look hey uh-uh like we're not going to get frustrated over homework like right. this we're not going to disrupt your whole entire night do what you can or um if there's 20 problems on homework do you know a couple out of each section just mm-hmm. so that you know your child understands it so mm-hmm. I do think that we all want to work together because we're parents too and we don't we don't want to spend that that amount of time doing homework. So reach out to the teacher privately and just ask, like, hey, this is taking this amount of time or we're getting extremely frustrated. Do you have some, you know, some other tips that you could suggest? I think, too, and, and as our kids get more into fourth and fifth grade, I have noticed that a lot of them don't have a lot of homework skill or study skill because things maybe were easy for them in kindergarten first and second grade and you know third grade is kind of where we start to see some of that content become really heavy and I know at our school or in our district um, 
up until fourth grade, science and social studies is basically kind of pushed in through their reading assignments and things and math and things like that. It's integrated. And so when when they become fourth graders, now they have this whole new subject area that they have mm-hmm. to study for for science and social studies. And so I've had a lot of kids this year, you know, fourth graders especially, like they don't know how to study for that because they've never had to learn dates and memorize information. And that is a lot names. of content. And it is a lot of content. And it is in preparation for middle school and high school. And that's why we do it, I think, in our district. Um, plus, it's a, a tested area for the most part for science anyway. But um, just, and that becomes one of the things that I hear a lot of kiddos complaining about is, is so much to study. But I know at our school and probably at your schools too, like those study guides are pushed out in advance. And so one thing that they need to remember is if I read over just 10 minutes of it every day, Mm -hmm. what did y'all talk about today? Read, review that each evening and that will benefit them and help them so they're not trying to study for three hours the night before a test. And I know that's hard to do sometimes when you have other things, but that will help them in the long run is if they, you know, because it is a lot of content to spread it out over the week time or the two-week time that that unit takes. And that that also shows them time management and shows them study skills as far as, hey, we're going to only study this chunk right here, and then tomorrow we'll study this. So I think that's something else to remember when you are doing homework is preparing for what's to come later on in the week or the unit as well. What about those situations where you don't have homework? Ooh, always read. Reading is is always good. Um, we read have been anything, <laughs> anything. That's right. Even the fun stuff. And we have been using flashcards from the Dollar Tree, mm-hmm. um, math flashcards. And recently, the girls learned a few um, card games mm-hmm. with decks of cards. So we've been doing some of that, and they they think that's really fun. You know, um, Holly and Hannah have taught me several games that they play in the classroom using decks of cards or flashcards. And so it's been really fun to let them explain that to me and then see if I can beat them at their own game. Mm-hmm. And that, that's been that's a great neat. study tip, though, yes. because yeah, like our grades on random um, math fact quizzes have drastically improved since we started trying to... Um, beat mom with math facts or playing That's various games too. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's cute too. All right. Well, I think one thing that. before we go okay. is if you are struggling still with mm-hmm. homework tips, study guides, please reach out to yes. the teacher or to one of us. Absolutely. Um, there are lots of um, resources and links that we can provide for you for some study skills and some study ideas but please do not hesitate to reach out to your teacher if homework has become a frustration because like miss richardson robin said here a few minutes ago um that's the first place to check because it could be that they could say you know hey wait a minute they did misunderstand the homework assignment. So reaching out to the teacher first and, then of course, reaching out to us, and maybe we can give you some ideas as well. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you for joining Coffee with the Counselors. Woohoo! Yay! Thank you for listening to our Coffee with the Counselors podcast produced by Anderson School District 3. 
If you have questions for our counselors or suggestions for future topics, visit acsd3.org to contact our counselors directly.